and welcome. We're live and it's a beautiful day. Hello everyone. I'm Lady Lou, the Baby Boomer Babe, and I'm here with some wonderful folks today. This is our last little pre-launch show of our Ask the Expert show before we begin next Tuesday. So let's say hello to Marion LaSalle. Hi, Marion. Hello. And our new co-host, permanent co-host, is Eileen Dillon. Hello, Eileen. Uh, it's like having your forever home. It's so nice. <laughs> Thank you. We love it, too. And we've had compliments from our viewers already about our threesome. Marion just told us this morning. So we are thrilled to have Eileen with us. We feel like we're a great team. So... Marion, you want to fill in what we're going to talk about today? Oh, yes. How to thrive through crisis after crisis. And I could probably add another crisis in there. It seems like, you know, when something really big happens to us, we do tend to think, oh, my God, ah, going through this thing, this thing, this crisis, whether it's health or um fear of health, you know, like COVID or uh, family problems, or maybe it's your work, you lost your job. I mean, there's so many things that we could put in that basket that we're really happy to have Eileen, our expert today, talking about thriving through that. So if you have any questions, please use the comment section. We're live on YouTube and on in our Facebook group under Natural Curiosity. And then if you're listening to this on a podcast, you can also ask any questions even after the show's over. And Eileen would be happy to answer those questions for you. And don't forget, oh, don't say that. Remember to <laughs> sign up for our newsletter. All you have to do is go over to naturalcuriosity.life so that you can see who our experts are coming up next week. And to get some more details, we have a recipe of the week, we have a quote of the week, we have a news that you could use and a lot of other wonderful opportunities to connect with us. So welcome to the show today. Our expert, Eileen Dillon, you're on. Thank you. Thank you so much. I want to segue from what you did there where you took, the, uh, took what you were saying and turned it to the positive because that's what we really are wanting to talk about when we are talking about crisis in our lives or crisis after crisis. And I wanted to talk about this because it's my experience here that in this COVID-19 time, that's what it seems like is happening over and over again, whether we're looking at politically, whether we're looking culturally, whether we're looking at our own personal lives. There's just one thing after the next, after the next coming along. And um, so the key is to go to the positive, And that's what I want to talk about today. So thank you, Marion. You did that beautifully without any rehearsal. <laughs> I do better without a script, let me tell you. If you ask me to memorize something, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't ask you, give, give you the script I wrote for today. Thank you. Um, so, so let me just start back with, first of all, we humans like life to go on the way it goes on. And we don't like the changes. And we uh, somehow uh, persuade ourselves that uh, 
things are going to remain the same. Nothing really big is going to happen. And so we're not prepared that things change. And the reality is that change is the name of the game. Things are constantly changing. And this year of 2020, even more than usual, they're constantly changing. So the first thing we need to do to thrive during all these crises is to expect change, expect things to happen. And when they happen, uh, not interpret them negatively, but interpret them as something that we uh, can learn from so that we can improve our lives and strengthen ourselves, right? I hope that you will have some kind of... Um, you want numbers. Like bullet I want bullet <laughs> points. You're like, okay, so something really horrible is happening to me. I need to see it as a, a learning opportunity. When do I do that? When it's happening, after it's over, uh, and how? Okay, so how it usually happens, thank you for that question. <laughs> how it usually happens is that something occurs and we don't expect it. We can think it's horrible. Uh, it can even be a pleasant experience actually, but we don't expect it, right? So the first thing we need to do is allow it to happen and feel the feelings that come along with it, the emotions oh, that come okay. along with it right? Sometimes they're pretty big, big emotions. Right. And then, you know, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking about the, uh, the whole process of surfing on the ocean. And I think that'll give us a good idea about how we do it. Will you keep track of the numbers? Because I may lose track. You know, I'm not good with the numbers. Yes, I will. I got a pen and paper right here. Right. So most of us have either been on the ocean or we've seen surfing on TV or something like that. And so I just want to go through the process. When we go surfing, we get our surfboard and we can think of the surfboard as something to hold on to, which our emotions also are, right? So we take our surfboard and the first thing we do is we head out through the rough waters to get on the other side of the rough waters, right? And uh, so it's not always easy. And if you stand on the shore or you stand where the wave is breaking, you'll get pounded. You know, it's, it's no fun. So what you have to do is be prepared to go through something. When you get on the other side, you'll see that there are waves of all different sizes. There are big ones and little ones. There are big crises and little crises. And in terms of surfing, you want to pick the big one. Also, that's where your greatest learning is in life. So you wait until that wave comes along, get yourself up on your surfboard and start riding the energy of the wave. And that's what you want to do with the emotions too. You want to start, emotions are energy, so you want to ride the energy of the emotions, right? So suppose you're angry. I'm going to take this and see what it is that I'm feeling angry about and what I may need to change, right? And so as you're surfing, you have to stay totally aware. You have to be focused on where you're going. You have to be willing to adjust and move and go back and forth on the board, go move around, mess, uh, you know, work with your emotions. And um, you also uh, want to move with the energy that's part of that wave. And um, the other really great things are you want to enjoy yourself. 
you want to learn more about surfing while you're surfing. You want to learn more about going through life experiences. And you also have to trust yourself. If you don't trust yourself, you're going to wipe out. Oops. Right? Right. So these are the things that we need to do when the crisis comes. Number one, expect that crises are going to come, especially right now. Number two, let them happen. Feel the feelings. That's three, Marion. <laughs> Four, go ahead and step into them, which is paddling out. And five, get up on top of it, right? And move with the energy, move with what's happening, which means like, okay, if you lose your job, instead of going, why did I lose my job? This is terrible. I'm going to, I'm never going to do this and that and the other. I might as well kill myself, get depressed for several days. If you, if oh, well, we all go through these things. <laughs> so if you move with it, you say, okay, I've lost my job. I really don't like it. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but what would I like to have happen? And you start focusing on where you're going, right? And start embracing the ride. What do I need to learn from, from uh, losing my job, right? And that's what the surfing is all about. And then you ride that wave all the way into the shore, right? You let yourself just ride it. Now, if there are multiple challenges and crises, what do you do? What do you do next once you get into shore? You go out again. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, that's you know, exactly. I, uh, I, I saw this meme one time. It was a photo, and I made a meme out of it. And it was a guy coming out of an office building with a big box, and there's a plant. And you could tell his whole work life was in this box. And he was just a smiling away. And, and, it, and what I said was, you know, it's not what you're going through. It's how you deal with it, right? Right. It's, yeah. So it's true. No matter what's happening, you can see it. Maybe not right that second, <laughs> but if you follow these, this formula, right? Thank you. Yes. We can ride the wave. Exactly. And you know what I've discovered over time, having worked with thousands of people and gone through, I lost my job one time. I, I was pregnant and my boss said, well, when we find your uh, replacement, you're out of here. I don't care how long you've told us you wanted, you know. So my husband at the time said, she's threatening you. Get out. I did. And I lived on the Presidio, a military base in San Francisco, just a block from the Army Education Center. And people were being mustered out of the Army at the end of uh, the Vietnam War. And they needed people to offer interest and preference tests to these people to help them figure out what they were going to do when they got out of the Army. So I got a job working half as much time for exactly the amount of time that I needed, two and a half months, at the same salary. Yes. Right? Yes. And I've seen that over and over again, you know, and it's a fun thing to think about. When change happens, when a crisis occurs, it's actually possible and very likely that it's making room for something better. Oh, and yes. That's another thing you want to keep in mind, right? It can't oh. come if there's no room for it. You have That's to right. open up room. It's like a, a vacuum. Any, any kind of a hole you dig, it's going to be filled up, right? <laughs> if you give it enough time, it's going to fill up with leaves or dirt or something. It just It's just the way the universe works. You have to dig a hole or 
somebody will dig it for you, right? <laughs> well, you know, if we go back to the surfing thing, uh, when a crisis happens, what if we decide we're going to try to hold the waves back? Oh, oh. That's right? when you get migraines and stomach aches. And right. It's when, we don't, it's when we don't move with the energy of what's happening. It's when we try to resist what's happening that we end up having problems. And, uh, you know, if you stand under where the wave is breaking or you try to resist that wall of water that's coming at you, you're toast. And you'll stay toast for a long time. So, you know, the thing is, that means that life is getting you twice. Not only did you lose your job, but you're also getting battered with this wave that you're trying to deal with, right? And what we're talking about is get on up on top. I understand that change is the name of the game. Something better is likely to come. All you have to do is start looking for it and take the opportunities that come up. And you too can work half as much and make the same salary. <laughs> Eileen, I have a question for you, and I may throw you totally off, and I apologize ahead of time if I do. However, <laughs> I'm not answering about, that. <laughs> well, try for me, because this is important. <laughs> what if it's somebody else's crisis, and you're looking at it, and you're freaking out because of their crisis? Oh. Well, that's a very interesting question, and a lot of people come up with that. Um, and here the bottom line, and I don't mean this in a mean way, Marion, but in actuality, it's, mean to me. it's, not your, it's not your business. Oh. Okay? It's not your business. That's oh. what the issue is. You can love somebody. You can care for them. You can offer them help through the crisis if you want, but be sure that they give you a clear yes, that they want your help. But if you embrace the notion that I live by, which is that our earth is a big giant school. Then you came here for your lessons and you, Lou, came for yours and I came for mine. And if I step in and assist you or tell you what to do with your lessons, you don't do as much learning. I'm depriving you. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, so, I so it's your lesson. And I can love you through it, and I can support you, and I can, uh, can even give you my opinion if you want it, uh, but it's your lesson, and I want to support you and help you learn it so you don't have to keep going over and over it all the time. Yeah, because that, that's what happens in my brain. Yeah. Oh, we've got somebody in the audience that wants to say something or ask a question. This Good. is Karen. Hi. Doesn't religion also teach us to keep the faith? Go to the mountaintop. God is on your side. Aww. Yes, it does. You know, I, uh, Karen, thank you for that. Uh, you know, I, I uh, was the youngest member, uh, youngest person ever to join the Mount Vernon Place Methodist Church, which was founded in 1850 in Washington, D.C. I was eight years old when I joined it, and I loved the 23rd Psalm. Uh, and not until I was in my 60s, uh, 50s and came up with a solution of how to uh, develop fearless living, how to live life without with this much fear instead of this much, did I realize that it's exactly what the 23rd Psalm says. Yea, though I go through the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff comfort me, right? And so, yes, uh, probably all religions have some message that's like that. Yes. And 
if you don't want to be religious per se, or Christian or Buddhist or whatever, just incorporate something larger than yourself in your life. That's what we need. We're, we're little humans and we don't see everything. The, 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 the thing that I'm talking about with surfing, it'd be like saying, well, I'm human and I can see the entire ocean. Well, we can't, there's something bigger than us, you know? And I have found that the most lost people are the ones who are not connected to something bigger than, than themselves. And most of us would call that God or Yahweh or, uh, you know, father, mother, God, or whatever way people like to look at it. Oh, so thank I, you, Karen. Yeah, I agree so much because having something to hold on to, even if it's a rod and a staff, because that's a weapon back in those days. It was to protect the flock. That can be your security. And if you've got that inner faith, and you can call it whatever you feel is right, but it's something to hold on to. And even if you have to go hug a tree, that tree will give you back love. It will. It, it channels lots of love. And that's why I get so excited about emotions, too. Uh, emotions are part of a system that if you believe in God, God set that up for us, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so uh, when I say that the surfboard represents emotions uh, and that you can hold on to the emotions, you can stand on them, you can use them, they'll help you get through. That's it, also turning to that something larger. Listen, we were given a system here that helps us get through these crises. <laughs> And all we have to do, and it is in my book, Emotions in Motion, uh, that there are listed 12 emotions and the message they're giving us. But once we work with the message that the emotions are giving us, then we can resolve the uh, crises that come up. Then we can understand better what, uh, what learning is there for us or what change we can make to our own benefit. So uh, I just want to put emotions in there as, as God's little toolbox, if you will. <laughs> yeah, and we've all got them. We just don't always remember. And if nothing else, just find your best friend. Family's not always the way for you to go, but find your best friend. And if nothing else, let them be a shoulder for you to cry on. You don't know how many times I've been the, that shoulder. And uh, they'll often worry about dumping on me. And I said, never mind, just keep going. All I do is I flush it down the toilet when we're through. Well, <laughs> <they go> <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> you know, I had a, a, a man that I dated uh, for a while, probably close to 45 years ago. And he was around me one day and he said, oh, Eileen, I don't think you're happy unless somebody cries around you every day. <laughs> because, <laughs> because when you help people, you like to help people. And if they're a mess, that's okay. That That's actually uh, something that you now know that you can help other people with and it makes you feel good because you're using your own talents, you know? I'm a people helper and everybody who knows me knows that if you have a problem, call me. Even if I can't help you, I can find somebody who can. Like a friend of mine just, 
she just broke her hip. And so I just happened to have a, um, a wheelchair because of my friend with Alzheimer's. And she, uh, it's not being used right now. Well, while she's waiting for Medicare to, to give her the okay to get a wheelchair, why can't she use mine? And my friend just happens to have an SUV and we could take it to her. So, you know, I'm the same way, Eileen, and that's probably why we resonate so well together. I feel like it's my job. I feel better when I'm helping. Okay. Mm -hmm. I feel better when I'm helping. So if you uh, reach out and ask us a question or have a problem you want us, like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be us, uh, but we can find the solution for you. I have Google. That's my friend. You know. <laughs> Sometimes Google is my friend and sometimes it isn't. You have to know how to search properly. <laughs> That's true. Well, um, so, so crises keep coming and, um, and another thing is to expect them and maybe even to think about welcoming them. Okay, here comes the next crisis. Because this is the thing I've been really tickled about lately as I've been writing and, and teaching is the more we go ahead and surf. The more we deal with what's coming up and learn from it, the easier and easier and easier crises and life events become. Yeah. 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 And I'm here to tell you that the older I get, the fewer crises I have. And I have welcomed that because in my life, as in everyone's, we've had big crises, we've had little ones, and we've had medium, and then we go through them. And the older I get, the fewer the crises, mm -hmm. the smaller they are, but and the don't, easier. Don't you think that you have also learned through all those experiences oh, yeah. how, how to accept them, how to work with them? And so part of our message or part of my message here today is that the sooner you uh, develop that ability to, to have those experiences and resolve them, the sooner you'll get to where you are. You don't have to necessarily get much older than you are right now to be able to get in that space, you know, for anybody, anybody, wherever they are in age. And exactly. Well, I would like to talk a little bit about your book, Emotions in Motion, because it is chock full of the type of things that we're talking about today. So if you are a reader and you really want to read a book that will help you with your emotions, because let's face it, whenever we do have a crisis or whenever anything is going on, our emotions get triggered whether they're good, bad, indifferent, doesn't matter. You know, watching the news can like, you know, throw you into a, an emotional upheaval, right? So I, I highly recommend it. It's a really good, solid, full of really good information that will help you understand your emotions. It because does. I think Eileen took all of her life experiences because she's, she's a therapist. And she saw people, how many people over the years have you seen with all their problems? And, you know, and you, you know, you've been able to help these people work through their crisis, not only work through them, but thrive. Mm -hmm. And, you, you know, in a book. I do. And what kind of an author am I? I don't have a book here to show to people. It's on Amazon or you can find it on my website, emotionalmasteryforlife.com. Uh, 
But, you know, Mary, just to follow up on that, I recently got a, a call from a woman that I worked with over 40 years ago in therapy and something was going on in her life and she wanted a little checkup. And she, she came in on our first Zoom meeting, she came in saying to me, I still remember this. I've used this that you taught me. I remember that. This has worked so well. This really saved, turned me around. This, I've been using this all this time. It was really interesting to, uh, to you know, see those tools coming back after 40 some odd years. It was really yeah. interesting. Very, very nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm at work, so I don't have your book in front of me, but uh, I know Lady Lou's got one there, if she can yeah. dig it up. It's there somewhere, right? <laughs> I can. Thank you. Yeah, it's Thank a you. it's a beautiful cover too. Whoever you got to do the cover, I, I really like it a lot. Um, my colors, it's very relaxing. <laughs> I, I like the cover. Do. There we go. Emotions in motion. Thank you. Yeah. Mastering life's built-in <laughs> navigation system, uh -huh. which is what emotions are all about. We do have um, a comment from somebody in the audience. This is Karen. Now I'm back, hey, Karen. She said, you've mentioned manifestation in past episodes. How often can you or should you manifest beyond chaos? Oh, I'm not sure I understand what that means. Like if you have chaos, how far past it do you have to go before you can manifest? I'm not yeah. quite sure what that Karen, why don't you explain it a little better um, about, you know, give us maybe a uh, a, a scenario, you know, or an example. How about that? So one thing I can say while she's doing that is that when when chaos, when we have an experience and chaos is happening, it's sort of like getting dumped by a wave in the ocean. You really have to take your time to get through being dumped in the wave. So I think part of the answer may be that you need to stop roiling around like you're in you've been dumped in an ocean wave uh, before you start manifesting and part of the reason for that is because you can see more clearly when you're not tumbling around and get clearer on what it is that you really want in your life so taking some space from the chaos or the uh, cataclysm or, or whatever it is that's happening I think helps you to um, to have more of the outcome that you really want. I am a really good swimmer. I learned early on, and I was in swimming competitions. I even did, you know, uh, all kinds of competitions. Um, all I just love the water, and I know that if I'm tumbling around, I get disoriented. I can't focus. I can't think, and I don't know which end is right and up. And so I get, even me, a strong swimmer can get that confused. So I, I totally get your analogy of how we need to get on top of that wave and ride it in. Okay, right. we, we have a comment here. Let's see, Karen. Okay, Karen says, manifesting your wishes and desires beyond the chaos that is occurring in your life. Okay, so based on what we've been talking about, Karen, uh, as soon as you as soon as you get to a calm spot or you can see clearly uh, what what you really want, go for it uh, because you need some time to clearly uh, imagine what it is that you want 
to connect your emotion to that and then to take steps. Uh, like you say, Joe Vitale says, start moving. Don't, you know, if you're gonna manifest, you have to take action, on, you know, for what you can do also. So, um, so just as soon as you get to a quiet spot, but uh, usually when you're roiling around, like you're talking about, Marion, you, you don't know which way is up, so how can you move toward anything? You know, yeah. as soon as yeah. you can see which way is up, go for it. Mm -hmm. uh, Eileen, do you suggest uh, one way or another, or does it just depend on the person, whether they should um, journal or meditate or go see a therapist? I mean, what's the best or first step that they should take? Wow. As, yeah, I it, know. It, it, in my view, it really does depend on uh the person. Some people can't stand therapy. Some people do really well with it. Uh, you know, some level of getting uh, input might be good, uh, but you can do that with meditation and you can do it with journaling. Um, so it depends whether you want input from your higher self, input from your own self, or input from somebody you can uh, visit in their office or these days on Zoom. Um, there is the whole issue, which we've talked about in the class we've been doing, of asking for help. And what often happens when people are uh, not doing well or they're having uh, crises uh, is they don't ask for help. Uh, they think they have to figure it out by themselves. And to me, uh, as I've learned in my life, this has been something I needed to learn, it's a lack of humility that causes that. And what I've learned humility is, is a remembrance that there's something larger than myself. Because what happens when we get into our chaos, we think it's all up to me. I'm the one and I can't do this by myself, right? But when you have humility, you say, yes, I'm going through this and there's somebody bigger I can ask so I can have a partner. It's funny too, because Lady Lou and I, one of the top things on our list when we think about Eileen Dillon is that when we call each other because we're in you know a crisis or we're having a problem with something we can say to that person i just want to talk i don't want you to solve my problem that lets them off the hook we're able then to just you know have our feelings heard and and kind of banter it back and forth a little bit it has really helped us as a as our friendship and it has helped us move through crisis uh, much easier. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's really good. So you gave what, us permission. Yeah, so what you're talking about is the person who wants the help defining for the person to whom they're going for the help about what kind of help they want and asking for their agreement before they share. Uh, it seems to be uh, make things easier on both sides. Oh, yeah, it has been a lifesaver and it avoids <laughs> a lot of arguments down the road. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? And hurt feelings. And we don't want to hurt each other. So right. we thank right. you for that, Eileen. That, that's huge. My we pleasure. have one final comment before we leave today. And this is from Karen. She says, if you're stumbling and rolling through the waves, you get back on the surfboard. Those waves can be pretty brutal, but you continue to try and live to be a better person, even though, even through the ups and the downs. And isn't that exactly what you told us today? Thank you. <laughs> I love you. 
I would just take one word out of that statement, Karen, and that's the word try. To uh -huh. me, trying means doing more of the same stuff that hasn't worked already. So instead of trying, I would just get back up on that board and live my life. There you go. There you go. Amen. Thank you for that comment. Yes. All right. Well, we've run out of time. And uh, remember now, next week, starting Tuesday, is our uh, full 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, <laughs> depending on how much we talk. Um, our new Ask the Experts show is going to be every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. And we also have our, our podcast that goes out to many different podcast platforms. So we thank you. Please feel free to ask your questions. Just send them on in. And Eileen has one last thing to say before we go. I want to say who our guest is on that show. Please, yes. please Michiko do. Hayashi, who is the niece of Dr. Emoto, who wrote the book Messages from Water, who has been continuing his experimentation. It's so exciting. Uh, Lady Lou, you set that up. Uh, I, if I were anybody, I would not miss that show. For sure. We're excited to... So we'll see you on down the road. We found out she's not the niece. She was the assistant. Oh, yes. Before he died. Not yes. really sure where we heard that, but uh, we thought she was the niece. But but she works for the family, and she is in the Peace Project. And yes. so she will be here next Tuesday. All right. We'll see you later, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a Thanks pleasure. Thank you. I love you're awesome. Happy crisis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surfing. I'm surfing. <laughs>